Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Starship Sova, everybody. Welcome, hello, and welcome to Oral Delights, show number 133. I am your host, Tony C. Smith. We have a series of interviews carried out by Cheryl Morgan over on the observation deck of Starship Sofa. Cheryl went down to the Arthur C. Clarke Awards and did a series of interviews with many people who were actually at this show. And she also got an interview with the winner of the Arthur C. Clarke Award. I will not tell you who that is in case you don't know just yet. So I hope you will stick around and enjoy the show. I found is Graham Slight of the Science Fiction Foundation and Locus Magazine. Graham, can you tell me who you think is going to win tonight? Um, I was on the Not the Clark Award panel at EasterCon a couple of weeks ago, and we came down three to one for City and the City, with uh, one person saying it'd be Marcel Theroux's Far North. Um, but you never know, and, and, and one of the things, having been on award juries, and I think you have as well, that you, you find out is it's so much dependent on how the argument goes on the day, how the, how the dynamic works in the group, and prediction is a bugs game in this. Well, at least it's better than trying to predict the election. Um, yeah, I mean, will this, we're now on April the 28th, will this be going out before or after May the 6th? Well, I have no idea. It depends when Tony manages to edit it. Well, tell you what, we'll record three different election predictions. You can edit in the right one. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that a little later in the evening, Graham. I need to go and catch a few other people now. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Cheryl. 
Ah, look over here, we have uh, a couple of famous authors. Let's see what they're going to do. Hello. Um, we, we have uh, here Chris Priest and Al Reynolds. Uh, I'm reporting live for Starship Sofa. Would you care to tell me who you think is going to win, Chris? Um, I think uh, China again. Okay, Al? I think it might be Adam's night tonight. Okay, so uh, at the moment that's two votes we got for China around one for Adam. I'll uh, see if I can go and find some other people. And I've now found the former Clark Award administrator, Paul Kincaid, who should be an expert in these things. Paul, <laughs> Paul who do you think is going to win? I think it's between the city and the city or far north. Yeah, Graham Slight was telling me that uh, Clark juries can be very unpredictable, so far north will be your, your outsider bet? Far north is the one that's getting the critical response and the last minute stuff, so that may sway things. The long term response has been in, in favour of City in the City, which is why I tend to think that one will win in the end. Okay, thank you very much, Paul. Who <laughs> <laughs> oh, else can we find around here? And here I found uh, agent John Berlin, whose job, of course, is to pick winners in fiction. So let's see what he thinks is going to happen. Gosh, well, it's a very, very good year. I think um, my, my inclination is it's going to be China Mayville. It's the popular vote. It's the book that people are talking about. And um, I think it's going to be China again this year. Okay, thank you very much, John. <laughs> Another vote for China. Uh, I've just spotted Ian Watson across the crowd. He's always good for a word or two. Ian, I'm doing a recording for Starship Sofa. Who do you think is going to win tonight? Um, well, I haven't the foggiest idea, uh, but this has already been known for the last two weeks in the world of um, uh, collective uh, human consciousness. Uh, so, uh, therefore, our instinctive guesses might actually be correct. Okay. Possibly, perhaps. <laughs> Well, you never know. I mean, uh, every, everybody else seems to be guessing as well, so why not? Yeah. Well, in some ways, uh, insofar as China won uh, deservedly, I think, for the um, uh, the BSFA award, I'd prefer he didn't win this one as well, because uh, given a limited number of high-profile awards, I think it's better that the awards uh, showcase you know, a, a different number of really great books rather than Wham Bang, uh, the same book for winning a, a, a lot of them. Yeah. Admirable sentiment, and you never know, the court jury may agree with you. Oh, and who knows? Who knows? Exactly, yes. Of course, uh, they would have reached their judgment. Uh, now, was it before EasterCon or after? I think possibly after, but I'm not certain. Well, it was two, not certain. two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I can't remember when EasterCon was. Oh, it was the 1st of April. Yeah, they would have reached their judgment afterwards. Right. So I uh, rather hope it's one of the other five. Uh, though, uh, I mean, China would deserve it if he did win it. But I go for a plurality of, of prizes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ian. Yes, I will now see if I can go and find somebody else to molest. In other words, here is James Bacon. Cheryl. James, this is Starship Sofa. We're asking people who they think is going to win. Who I think is going to win is going to be China Mabel. All righty. Who yeah. I think should win is Chris Wooding. <laughs> Thank you very much, James. Uh,
And I found Paul McCauley here. Paul, who do you think is going to win? I'm sure it'll be the book that the committee liked the most. <laughs> oh, that's very clever, Paul. Thank you very much. Nothing like a man determined to sit on the fence. And here's Danny Ware of Forbidden Planet. So obviously, uh, being in the retail business, you've seen what's been selling. Has that given you any clues as to who the victim might be? Well, it might have given me some clues, but as I'm here representing the business, I really have to keep my opinions to myself. What? I can't endorse any one author over any other author, or the business will come down on my neck. So well, I'm going to keep showing Hopefully, whoever wins, you're going to sell lots of books as a result. Hopefully, we'll, whoever wins will sell all of the books as a result, and all of everybody else's as well. This is good for everybody. Marvellous. Thank you very much. And guess who I found propping up the bar? Here's my friend Colin Harvey. Colin, who's going to win tonight? I think Adam Roberts. I haven't read them, to be absolutely frank with you, but I, um, I just have this little feeling from the, the noises going around the SF community at the moment. Okay, well, now we've got two votes for Adam Roberts, so that's starting to look good. Maybe China's got a bit of competition. And uh, here's another one of my friends from Bristol, Gareth Powell. Gareth, any predictions? Uh, I think China and Adam are the front runners, but there could always be a Nick Clegg in the pack. You never know. Oh, good. There's one or two more political references. Oh, here's Pat Cadigan. Pat, dear, this is Starship Sofa. Who do you think is going to win tonight? We're going away on a dirty weekend to Finland together. Yes, I know we're going to Finland together, but who's going to win tonight? Who's going to win tonight? Yeah. Oh, that would be telling. <laughs> oh, well. I never mind. I spoil the surprise. <laughs> yes, in case you didn't get... very worthy book, no doubt. Yeah, in case you didn't get that, Pat said she doesn't want to spoil everybody's surprise by telling them who's going to win. Thank you very much, Pat. I've just found uh, Julian Redfern of Galantz, who I believe has had a, a certain amount of involvement in some of the nominated books. Julian, obviously you can't play favourites, but how's it going? Uh, it's a great evening, as ever. It's crowded, it's busy. There are loads of great people here having a fabulous time, which is lovely. And as you can imagine, we're really looking forward to hearing your results. All the nominations are fantastic, and may the best novel win. Uh, indeed, yes. Um, which ones have you actually been involved in? Uh, I've been involved uh, in, well, as part of Galance, with Spirit, with Gwyneth Jones, and with Yellow Blue Tibia, or Your Blue Tibia, uh, with Adam Roberts, and particularly with Retribution Falls by Chris Wooding, which is a book I love, I highly recommend it, uh, and fingers crossed for the Galance team, but good luck to all the nominees. It can't be bad having three horses in the race. Not bad at all, uh, but we love China, we love all the nominations, and um, as you said, we can't play favourites, but we've got our fingers crossed for, for our guys. Okay, well good luck, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, I have with me now uh, Andrew McKee, who is a science fiction reviewer for the Daily Telegraph and The Spectator. Andrew, uh, what's your pick for tonight? Um, I'd like to see The City in the City win, because I think it's a wonderful novel. And it's, um, the trouble is that it's fantastic, and that may be uh, the problem with it. It's, it. It may be insufficiently science fictional for the panel. I don't know. Um, I, it's a very interesting year because almost everything on the, the, the list, in fact, I, I think everything on the list is, is really very, very good. Um, I'd like to see Adam Roberts's um, Yellow Blue Tibia do well because 
it's funny, and it, um, I think funny is a, a major component of um, the novel form in, in English. But um, if I had to call it, I would hope that the city and the city will win. But I think that Gwyneth Jones' spirit may very well be the, the one that gets it. Okay, well, thank you very much. I think that's the first vote we've had for spirit tonight. So, uh, a little bit of competition, but still lots of people uh, expecting China to win. Okay, so here I am with the winner of the 2010 Arthur C. Clarke Award, China Mieville, author of The City in the City. And uh, as we've already seen in The Guardian, he's become the first person to ever win the Arthur C. C. Clarke Award three times in succession. China, congratulations. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, it's quite an honour that you've got there. I gather that uh, I think Jeff Ryman and Pat Cadigan have won the award twice, but, but you're the first person to, to win it three times. How does that feel? Well, I mean, it, well, I mean obviously it's wonderful. I mean, I, I, I do, I've said before and I'll say again that I think, that, you know, I mean, obviously the purpose of awards is to sort of, not just to sort of honour books that, you know, that, that one thinks are good, but to, to sort of start conversations and to get debate and discussion going about literature. And to that extent, you know, shortlists are, you know, at least as important as anything else in an award. They're, they're, they're an integral part. And, and this has been such a wonderful shortlist. And one of the things that people have been very, uh, have really agreed on, no matter which book was their favourite and so on, they've really agreed that this has been a great shortlist. And so it's been a huge honour to be on that shortlist. Um, and then, you know, to have this at the end is it's it's really really lovely i mean it's really really lovely i'm i'm very very moved to be honest i think i mean i don't the whole question of you know three times and stuff is it's, it's quite difficult to answer in the abstract because you know you're always so much in the in the moment now i've been very very lucky and I'm, I'm i'm delighted you know all i ever wanted to do was make my living doing this and so to have kind of the you know to have such sort of lovely feedback from readers and 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 and, and other writers is means a great deal okay. and uh you know it, it's been quite a good year for the city and the city so far you've won the bsfa award you've now won the arthur c clark award so that's the two big british awards but you're also shortlisted for the, the nebula the locus award the hugo award uh it, it could turn out to be a very spectacular year well, I mean, it, it could do, but of course, now that you've said that, you've brought God's attention to it. So, I mean, um, I, mean I, I, I didn't I, say it first. <laughs> it was the Guardian. Well, I mean, no, I mean, again, again, it, you know, I think being shortlisted is really, really lovely because it, what it means is that immediately your book is part of a conversation, and that's one of the that's one of the things you want, obviously, as a writer, is you want your book to be part of a conversation. So. You know, and again, you know, both the Nebs and the Hugo. I mean, obviously, people have their favourites, but you know, these are great lists, um, and and they're you know they're awards that have quite distinct flavours. You know, and the Locus again. You know, um, I mean, the Locus is much more sort of segmented in terms of genre. It's interesting to see, you know, what you know they decided to sit and did it was fantasy novel. I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just I, I, you know one notes. It's interesting, but you know, the Hugo and the Neb have a you know, each has a distinct flavour, and there's a lot of overlap, but it's not total overlap and all that. Um, I, I mean, I, what can I say? I mean, I, I certainly, I, I, I'm very, very happy to be on these lists. Partly because I think they're a very strong list, and partly because it's really lovely to have your book talked about. Um, you know, whatever else happens is is, is is wonderful, of course. But I mean, I've had more than enough. 
you know, I mean, I, I, I have, I, you know, the, the, the field has been extremely generous to me in terms of prizes and so on, and I'm, I'm very humbled by that. It's no, you know, I'm not. This is, this is, this is great as it is. Uh, yeah, you um, you do seem to have a knack for straddling boundaries. I remember Perdido Street Station won the, the BSFA award. I thought it was the BSFA or the Clark. It was uh, the Clark. So it won the Clark, which is for science fiction, and it won the British Fantasy Award, which is for fantasy. And and now um, the City in the City has won the Clark, which is for science fiction, and is on the ballot for best fantasy novel with the Locus Awards. Mm. So pe- people clearly don't know how to categorise what you do. Mm. Well, I mean, I think. I mean, this is something I can, you know, I, I have talked about and written about, in, not, not about my own work, but about, in general, this question of categorising and taxonomy and so on. I mean, my own feeling, um, and I think it's a minority view, but a, but a large minority view, is that, you know, these these questions of the, dis, the quote, distinction between science fiction and fantasy are almost entirely spurious, except at the level of folk wisdom within the genre, uh, within the genre stroke genres. Um, you know, which is largely to say that, you know, if it walks like a science fictional duck and it quacks, you know, if it smells a certain way to a certain critical mass of readers, it will be defined a certain thing. This isn't criticism. That's a perfectly reasonable way of categorising books, among many others. But for me, the idea, you know, I still see people argue that, you know, science fiction is, you know, about the possible or about real science or this now. My own. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm feeling about this is that this is totally bogus. Of course, there are books that do that, but there are many, many, many classics of the genre that do not. And my, you know, and I've written extensively and worked with other, you know, with friends and colleagues like Mark Gould and various other people trying to kind of formulate various theories of how this works and how this is. Now, if people disagree with me, that's fine. This is part of a conversation. But I would simply say, you know, the question for me of am I quote, really a science fiction writer or really a fantasy writer is kind of a non-question. I, 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 don't, I don't mind. If I'm talking to someone who doesn't know the field, I, I generally say I'm a science fiction writer because it's simpler. If I'm talking to someone who does know the field, 
who knows it well, I'll often say I, I write weird fiction precisely because that is a bit g- generically slippery. Um, and if I'm talking to someone who's interested in taxonomies of the field, I'll get involved in a you know vociferous discussion for several hours about it. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's a question of de- quite yeah, deliberately setting out to confound boundaries. It's a question that these boundaries were never the boundaries they thought they were and so it's not me that's doing anything it's the boundaries that are that were never stable I think okay well that's cool um, oh, obviously <laughs> you've been you know, I, no I, I'm all in, in favour of exploding boundaries you know me um, but as, what I was going to say is, is you know this year has obviously been an absolutely amazing year for the city in the city, yeah. but every writer is only as good as their last novel. Yeah. And one of the things I noticed at the ceremony tonight was that all the Macmillan staff uh, were going around with little badges saying, release the Kraken. <laughs> um, the nice young man from Blackwell's who was selling books in the lobby had copies of a book with a tentacle on the front, and I bought one. Oh, t- <laughs> So, you have a new book coming out. It's called Kraken. Uh, it's on sale, if not now, then any day now. I think officially in a, in, a, in a week or two, but copies are creeping out, like tentacles. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, could you tell us a little bit about it, other than the fact that it's got tentacles in it? Um, it's, uh, it's set in London. It's, um, it's about a giant squid, um, and it's... It's very. I think it's very different from City in the City. In some ways, it feels closer to Petito Street Station. I know some readers have wanted something more along that kind of that sort of rather large kind of baroque, sprawling, if you like, undisciplined. Hopefully, in a good way as well as a bad way. You know, um, kind of thing. And and so Kraken, in some ways, is a return to that. So it's a big, sprawling fantasy set in London. That. A couple of early reviews have come in and one, one of them said something which made me so happy because it's what I hoped but I wasn't sure if I'd manage it which is he said it's a comedy and I, I'm so happy that some people think that I mean I, by which I don't for a minute want to give people the idea that it's like Terry Pratchett or it's not like that you know they, they, they do what they do brilliantly I'm not that I'm not that guy but it is I, I hope in, in various ways it, it's, it, it's quite light it's quite funny I mean funny in, in as much as you know a book about the tentacular end of the world is funny but I you know I think that can be pretty funny well the, uh, the whole idea of, of a tentacular end of the world sounds pretty funny to me too and uh, I'm delighted to have a copy I can't wait to start reading it oh, I hope you enjoy it I mean you know one's very 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 nervous when a new book comes out you really don't want frankly to let people down you know um, and you're quite right you are only as good as your last book um so um, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, well, as I want to get on with reading it, I best <laughs> guess I'd let it better let you get back to the party. Thank you very much, China. Thank you very much, Joe. So, the Clark Awards are over for another year, um, but the partying is still going on. SFX magazine have kindly rented uh, a room in a local nightclub just off Piccadilly Circus. You can probably hear the music going on in the background, and there's a fair amount of drinking going on in the bar as well. But I've taken a little bit of time out with Tom Hunter, who's the administrator of the Clark Awards, to ask him uh, about how things are going and uh, where the award is going in the future, and in, in particular about the role of the Clark Awards in the British literary scene. Tom, congratulations on another successful year. No, thank you very much. I've got to say, actually, Cheryl, this is one of my favourite years since I took on the administration of the award. It's been a really, really good night. Um, 
Uh, it's a great result actually for China, and I know that a lot of people are really chuffed downstairs and hopefully enjoying SFX's drinks, like you said, including China himself. Um, third time winner. That's just never happened, and I, apparently I hadn't even done the maths, but that's um, three times in ten years, because obviously China's been, um, it's not new on the scene, it's no way it's new on the scene, but um, that, you know, three times, it's the, the, the only, you know, that's the, the most that anyone has ever won the award. Uh, Jeff Ryan and Pat Gadigan have both won it two times as well as China, but for, you know, to, to take the triple... BSFA award as well. I hear he might be lined up for some other awards, possibly. I, I believe there's a small matter of the Locus Awards and the Hugo Award and the Nebula Award, so you know, he's, he's got one or two chances. Yeah, those are the ones I made. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all really good. <laughs> um, but obviously I'm absolutely thrilled to bits that um, he's, he's taken the Clark Award tonight. Um, City in the City was one of my um, favourite books of 2009. Um, I'm allowed to talk about this now, by the way, um, now that everything is over. Um, I, I, th- I do think it was one of the strongest shortlists um, that's been sort of put together by our panel of judges in, in many a year. This is also what a lot of people have said in the blogosphere, Twitter, Twitterville, Twittersphere, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but uh, just generally... There seems to have been... Um, the real thing I've seen when I went out to kind of look at... Uh, I do a lot of Google alerting, as you can probably imagine, just seeing what everyone is saying. And the one thing is that, A, everyone was really behind the shortlist this year. B, everyone had a different book that they wanted, but they seemed to kind of do that very different thing of saying, well, actually, I understand why your book might want to win as well, and that would be good, and wouldn't it be lovely, and, hey, it's all really nice, which is... Um, a refreshingly lovely thing for the community. I think it's a really nice thing that we've just managed to pull off here tonight. Um, I hope everyone's really happy for China. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm certainly very happy with for China. He's he's a, a good friend. I've known him for a long time. But I'm also very happy for the Clark Award. I was going through my Twitter stream um, earlier this evening, and I noticed that the Guardian is already online with a big long article about this award. In fact headlining on the fact that China has been the first person to, to win it three times. Now, ten years ago, the idea of, of the Guardian reporting on the Clark Award would, would have been laughable, but, but here we are. How have you managed this? Um, well, it's, there are people at the Guardian who actually really like what we do, and not just us. Um, if you sort of look back, you'll see that they covered the BSFA Award online. Um, it's a few years, I can name the people, Michelle Pauley, Alison Flood, Sam Jordison, thank you to them all. Um, there's some other great bloggers on there on the commenters free as well, really covering science fiction really covering science fiction um, uh, but um, I think that they just really know that their readership is, is into science fiction uh, fantasy, into genre and not in a way that maybe people thought about it in the past but in a way that's actually uh, completely compatible with the way we are right now in the 21st century um, well maybe some people might know about me is I work in the arts cultural sector outside of the ward, it's not a full time career this one, I do do it in my lunch breaks um, but um, I spend a lot of time telling people what I do um, in my spare time in the award and everything like that. And they always say to me, that's amazing. And oh my God, have you ever read such and such a book? To which, of course, I would say, yes, I have. That's a science fiction classic. Of course I've read it, or I mean to read it, or it's on the shelf. Um, and it's really put me in touch with just that broader community outside what a lot of people uh, might think of the science fiction community. Um, the Guardian are very much tapped into that, and um, for the last few years, I mean, we were um, on the front page of Guardian Online a couple of years ago when Sam Jordison blogged us. Um, he did a lovely, huge write-up of the night. I think there's even comments on there saying, um, 
science fiction people are all generally lovely and Tom Hunter is somebody you can take home and introduce to your mum as a first date um, which means I'm endorsed by The Guardian well, well there you go yes I, I'm, I'm not sure I'd want to take you home and introduce you to my mum actually I am lovely <laughs> oh you, you are yes, yes Tom is lovely I, I, can, uh, I can assure you of that but uh, I, uh, I wouldn't inflict my mother on you that's fine. <laughs> no, my mum's lovely too. But uh, I, I'm talking about community. Okay, on, on the one hand, we're in The Guardian. On the other hand, we're here as part of the Sci-Fi London Festival, and we're at a party being sponsored by SFX magazine, which is very much the, the media, the, the uber-geeky side of it. We had a couple of stormtroopers on guard outside the, the ceremony. So you, you've got both ends, and that's quite impressive. Yeah, we're um, we're definitely playing that. I mean, the fact that we're related with Sci-Fi London has got to be one of the the best things that's happened to the award. They're um, given us a space for free. They've given us um, uh, opportunities to to get our message out and talk about the shortlist in, in different ways. I mean, the fact that they would put out say maybe forty thousand brochures with the shortlist in all across London, with obviously all their shows as well. But we're right in there. We're kind of getting out in front of lots of people. You know, people who like the sci- cinema sci-fi, but they they read the books, but they might not even know that there's an Easter con or there's a you know a community there. They might not even be picking up SFX yet, and um, all those things coming together, I think it's. Um, I kind of talk a lot about the porousness of science fiction these days, and the way that there's not the the sort of the divide between fandom and the prose, but actually everyone's mixing it up. I'm definitely a fandom side person. Um, because I don't get paid, I don't, um, I don't have any reason to be here other than I really want this award to work. But at the same time, a lot of the job is then getting out and making sure we are in the Guardian at um, SFX, you know, asking us if they can put money behind the bar for our party. Yes, you can, Dave. Yes, you can. Um, Thank you, Dave. <laughs> and, and all of those things come together. It, it's ticking um, huge amounts of... Actually, ticking huge amounts of boxes is the wrong way to put it. What it's doing is, is letting us meet loads of really lovely people. We were absolutely rammed tonight. Lots of people who've been um, involved with science fiction for years. Um, people who it's their first time coming to any kind of event at all tonight. Um, who I might have met because they're one of the most proactive Twitterers out there. They're pushing it out there. No one asked them to do that. And you sort of say, look, I've seen you out there um, pushing the award. Um, You've blogged it. You've read all the books in less time than you know something. Would you please come to my ceremony? Um, this is this is exactly what we need to be doing to, to bring more people in. I think as well. So you you've actually been watching who's been blogging the stuff, and you've invited them on the basis of that. No, not in a stalkery way. <laughs> um, I mean, I pay a lot of attention. It's, it's, it's not quite as um, sort of like, let's see who says the most and they get an invite or not. It's really where it's more of an organic. We're having a chat. Suddenly we're talking. I have a spare seat and, you know, we can bring some people in. And, I, you know, part of my role has always been to bring new people into the audience. You know, there's always new authors coming up. They're sort of saying, please, can I come to your ceremony? It's like, well, you know, we'll see what we can do. It's the same seats as last year, but we're always trying to work that out. Um, but for me, it, it, you know, it's, as you said, it's an... It's an industry uh, event, it's a, a media event, it's a magazine-based event, it's people who are on Twitter. And I need all of those people there, otherwise it doesn't work, because um, it's actually all of those kind of events in one big thing. Um, I don't know who was first out the door to tweet it, it wasn't me. Uh, uh, it, it wasn't me either, I know that Danny Ware got online before I did, but um, I'm, I'm sure there would, would have been other people. I mean, the one, one request I would have actually for next year is that you get a, a Wi-Fi signal inside that building. 
if I could have done that, I would have done. Um, yeah, actually, no, we would have definitely have done that. Um, which kind of brings me neatly on to next year, doesn't it? Which is um, the fact that even I hadn't realised really, because it kind of creeps up on you, that next year is the 25th anniversary of the Arthur C. Clarke Award, which is a long time for an award. And the fact that, as you say, we're suddenly out there in mainstream media, we're going to be on people's doorsteps tomorrow morning. Um, you know, my dad knows what I do, but he doesn't know that uh, I'm going to be turning up in the paper delivery tomorrow, which is great. Um, all of these things, I think, are a great sort of proof of exactly what the award has grown into, um, and the fact that next year it's the 25th. Um, I don't know, bigger party, more Wi-Fi. Uh, we're not going to let people vote by Twitter, though. I'm sorry. We're still going to be a jury panel. Next year, I want to have a simultaneous webcast virtual party so that people can join us from around the world to celebrate the Clark Award. Well, you know, if someone gives me the budget, we'll actually fly them in, but I love your plan as well. (laughs) Oh, if only Sir Arthur was here to see this. (laughs) Actually, I mean, I I think as you probably heard me sort of try to say in my speech, um, you know, I never had the chance to meet Arthur. He did live in Sri Lanka. Um, But right up until sort of, well, you know, the he passed away which is a very sad thing indeed um, but he, he just emailed me I sent him an update on where we were at and wished everyone good luck and um, it was a, you know it was a, well actually being quite frank it was a very moving email to, to get um, especially in the circumstances then um, but at the time it was just a what a lovely guy you know he's wishing everyone well he just wants this, you know, it, it's not an award, it was never really an award that was about him. And he knew that he had that name, he'd been picked up as sort of, you know, one of the, 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 the triumvirate or whatever of science fiction. But that wasn't, you know, it wasn't, wasn't important to him in that sense of, a, of an achievement. But the giving back, that was definitely very important. And that was there right up until, um, you know, the, the last emails, the last thing. And I, I've got it saved. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Why? Hopefully, where, wherever Sir Arthur is now, if he's, he's uploaded on some mainframe somewhere or other, he's still watching over us and happy that his award has had a, such a wonderful shortlist and gone to such a marvellous book. Thank you very much, Tom. No, Cheryl, thank you very much. Thank you. Will our heroes survive this terrible ordeal? Can they win through with their integrity unscathed? Can they escape without completely compromising their honour and artistic judgment? Tune in next week for the next exciting instalment of Starship Sofa. Evacuation procedure initiated. Shuttle set for launch. Airlock will be opened in 3, 2, 1. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.